And now your host. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cindy's Corners, The Political Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross, and I want to thank you once again for making our show one of the most listened to shows in the tri-state area, Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on 620 a.m., 1640 a.m., 93.5 FM in high digital, and when you download us internationally through Spotify and iHeartRadio and Google and Apple Podcast and Podbean and out of Israel through Jewish Podcast, you can always get us on Zeb Brenner's Talkline Network and, of course, on my website. Each week, our episodes are updated, so you never miss an episode with the people you want to hear from, headliners and trends. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making our show grow so much in the past year. In fact, because of you, our show is expanding, and we are going to talk about it in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. I also want to tell you about my brand-new column, Cindy's Candidates Corner, featured on Reactionary Times, where I'm going to feature candidates on local, state, and federal level campaigns for the 2022 elections, talking about the issues you are concerned about. And just remember, it has become that wherever you are, each campaign has become a national campaign. Because candidates need money, they need volunteers, and through the advances in communications, we all know somebody wherever one of our listeners lives. So stay tuned for Cindy's Candidates Corner. I am sharing it through Reactionary Times, and you're going to see it uh, on my website and through my social media. We have a huge show tonight, and I want to welcome you into my corner. I can't think of a more dismal February than February 2022. We were all happy when New Year's Eve came and we were getting rid of 2021. We had such anticipation for the new year. And in a few short weeks, crime is up. Headlines are being made of malls being ransacked. Cars being hijacked, people being threatened, and of course, the unspeakable, how many people in law enforcement are being shot to death. February is also the month known for celebrity, runways, red carpet, awards. And because of the world culture, who even cares about the Oscars or the SAG Awards? Do you even know what the SAG Awards are anymore? Do you have a clue about who is running? who was nominated, what movies and television shows people are interested in. I can tell you as somebody who sat front row and went behind stage at fashion shows at New York Fashion Week, there was nothing more exciting than to see glamour, stars, fashion in a whole new light. But this year, even Tom Ford backed out of fashion. Some because of the coronavirus and the crazy idea of uh, forcing everybody to wear mandates, some are concerned about coronavirus. Some are concerned about the mask mandates and the vaccinations. And because we live in America, that's their right. But many are concerned about two other things that we aren't talking about, the safety on the streets and the high cost of attending Fashion Week in New York, especially if you're not from here, because the fashion industry in New York was the second largest business and Fashion Week brought in tourism like no other. But if someone has to come into New York for a few days and bring a few staff members, what used to cost a hundred dollar dinner can now cost 200 a person. And that adds up to thousands of dollars. And of course, the lack of supplies. If you can't get eggs or if you have to go into Trader Joe's and see the shelves empty, imagine somebody trying to build outfits and create when they can't get the materials. 
I'm hearing that from a lot of designers. So congratulations, Biden administration. Congratulations, Black Lives Matter. And congratulations to Hollywood itself because you destroyed yourselves. But you're taking us down with you. Tonight's guests are going to talk about the two issues I am discussing. One works in law enforcement and has decided to do something about it, a true activism. And he started it years before Black Lives Matter or before the killings that started the movements to destroy cities, especially blue state cities. And the second guest, a proud recording star who is sick of cancel culture, who is a Republican, a character actor. And he's going to talk to us about the status of Republicans in the entertainment industry. So sit back and stay tuned. We have a huge show. Selling a home can be expensive and stressful. Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. Just ask Joseph M. from Brooklyn. Remax IQ made it easy. No for sale sign. I had offers in days. I saved $10,000 in commission and I was in contract fast. If you're thinking of selling, Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. To learn more, call 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. We're not a discount broker. We're Remax IQ. Speak with a top agent today. 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. Or visit RemaxIQ.com. Terms and conditions apply. Visit www.remaxiq.com slash disclaimer. Welcome back to Cindy's Political Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. Our first guest tonight is Joseph Imperatrice, the founder of Blue Lives Matter, New York City. You have seen him on Fox News and Newsmax and quoted in the New York Post. And he has been a voice for safety and for supporting all law enforcement way before Blue Lives Matter. And he's going to tell you a little bit about his story. But what's really unique about Joseph is that he is in law enforcement and he saw a need to do something and actually took the time and effort to do it. It's not talk the talk, it's walk the walk. And with the rise of crime in malls, carjackings, hate crimes on the street, especially in the Asian and Jewish communities against disabled and elderly, Blue Lives Matter New York is more important than ever before. So welcome to the show. Welcome back to Cindy's Political Corner, headlines in the news, focusing on the issues for elections 2022 on the local, state, and federal levels. And there is no bigger issue in everybody's mind than safety. And I'm not even talking about a war in Russia or Europe. I'm talking about their own personal safety wherever they are around the country, when they think about going to the supermarket or a carjacking or reading the newspaper. And we are very happy to have joining us today, the founder and leader of Blue Lives Matter, New York, Joey Amparachis. Please welcome him in. And thanks for joining Cindy's Political, Political Corner. Thank you for having me. So, Joey, I've known you for several years. I remember you starting your group and uh, working really like the past five, six years, building up uh, your foundation, your nonprofit organization, talking about the importance of law enforcement way before Blue Lives Matter. So apparently you had a crystal ball seeing something was going to happen. Tell us all about Blue Lives Matter in New York. Well, December 20th, 2014, uh, Detectives Lou and Ramos were sitting in their car. They were executed in New York City. And I think that was probably the big change. And it began with me and my two co-founders, Chris Brinkley and Carlos Delgado, being at Rafael Ramos's uh, wake and funeral and seeing cops from all over the world come there. It's not uncommon for cops to support one another, but that was different. Uh, you saw the patches from all over the world. And I think everyone just was fed up with the negative rhetoric every day in the paper. And my co-founder, Chris, said, well, 
okay, this is great. We were all together. Now everyone goes home after the services. How do we keep this going? And he said, let's come out with these wristbands. Whether you're a police officer or whether you're a civilian, you can wear it on your wrist. You look down, you remember a cop always killed in line of duty and it kept the memory alive. Um, and also showed support for our police nationwide. And then fast forward and what is it now? I can't believe you've been saying it. it's about seven years and our, our nonprofit has exploded. Um, you know, I've been blessed to go on the largest stages to speak about all these law enforcement issues and crime patterns going on. We've raised nearly $2 million. Not one person's on salary. Everyone's a volunteer. Um, but it's not easy. You know, it's not easy with the political climate because, you know, I kind of have to thank the, the, the media because this was never a, a black versus blue sort of issue. It was, hey, we wanted to do good. And the media always spins Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter, and it puts me on the stage, and 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 here I am. So whatever good I can do to try to um, help the law enforcement community and even help the people in the public, you know, I'm going to keep doing it. So in New York, we have a mayor who is a former person in law enforcement. He ran on this. He's been running for mayor. I was honored in an organization event in 2017, and he came running for mayor. So it's not like this man has no idea about what's going on in law enforcement. We are now uh, in mid-February, uh, more than halfway through, and crime in New York has skyrocketed under this mayor. What are your thoughts? You know what the problem is, and, and I, I've had this conversation many times, um, Eric Adams has only been in about a month. Now, I know New York City especially wants it to change in 30 days, but he had, what, six or seven cops shot, two killed. He had an 11-month-old baby shot in the face, a 19-year-old shot at a Burger King. Uh, he had a 40-year-old woman pushed in front of a train. So he hasn't had it easy. I think he's been in the hospital more than he's been in his office. All I could do is the one part that I agree with is I hope that the stuff he ran on, that he comes forward and actually puts it into fruition, getting an anti-crime unit going. Um, and it's not just anti-crime. we got to go back to the conditions units. we got to go back to the little stuff, the people jumping the turnstiles, the warrants, uh, the pettit larcenies. It's a whole other issue. I hope also that he holds the feet of Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, to the fire because this guy wants to come out and tell criminals, hey, we're not prosecuting. Well, you're the mayor of New York City. All we could do is ask. Make sure they prosecute, not just in Manhattan, but all five boroughs. You know, it shouldn't be there, there shouldn't be a, um, you know, a, a one sided issue here. Public safety affects everybody. So so I hope that that he is the leader that he ran on. You know, I say it all the time, you know, let him either succeed or fail on his own. Let's look back in six months or a year from now and say Eric Adams either did great or Eric Adams made the city, city worse. You he. I've been saying it all the time. He can be a force to be reckoned with if he does things the right way. He's got the background of being a police captain, but he also has a state senator and a borough president. If he follows through and does things for the right reasons, he could be great. But he could also get pulled you know, to the left with, with the political party, with the Democrats and the socialists and progressives. And he could turn out to be you know, really bad, too. So we just let, have to let him fail or succeed so that hopefully we can line up and see what the next election New York City looks like. So you are from Staten Island, and Staten Island is also in the news a lot because uh, because of the radical left in control in City Hall, in Albany, and in Washington. And considering that New York State is the bluest state, we've even beat out California. It's hard to imagine, but we are. Uh, they're trying to break up where you are from. What do yeah. you tell people from Staten Island or people in New York state that look to Staten Island on how to stay red in a blue state? Well, I don't know where you wake up and suddenly people vote on saying, let's change the rules. Let's make it you know, more favorable. I don't even know where that begins, but I've been very blessed because I feel like <laughs> Staten Island is very level-headed and they really love their country. They love their police and first responders. They're hard workers. They're not looking for handouts. Um, it's a it's a different place out of the five boroughs to live. That's the best way of putting it. But we have to stop this nonsense. We we and I don't like the word fight back because it sounds violent, but we have to push back one way or another because there's got to be more voices that think like us and aren't off the wall. I, I don't know where we number one woke up one day and the criminals were the victims and the victims were the bad guys and tossed them to the side. I don't know where we don't teach our kids from a young age. Work hard, get an education. Hey, sometimes school doesn't work. 
break your butt, do trade school, you know, become a, a first responder, get a pension. Instead, this generation and, and, and the Democrat pro- pro- progressive mindset is sit on your butt, play video games. Mommy and daddy will support you till you're 50 or 60 years old. Don't worry about a job. Don't worry about paying taxes. Don't worry about having goals. That's a problem that we have to get back to. And also, and I'm going to say, you know, if I ever go into politics, the first thing I think we're going to go back to is I'm going to tell the parents, you're going to be parents. You know, when the door's closed and you have your kids, it's your job to discipline your children. There's a dis- the difference between discipline and abuse. But when kids appreciate and respect their parents, they're going to go into the field and respect people in, in, in all different professions, starting from their teachers up. But we got away from that. So we, we need to start teaching our kids at a young age, work hard, have goals, respect one another, and, and just keep on moving forward. Uh, I don't know how we started backpedaling, but we're not even backpedaling. We're running backwards. Because, because as an education activist, I know we're not allowed to say the word parent accountability because parent accountability takes away votes, especially from the Democratic Party. And that's a very big issue. Even Republicans, I know, are so afraid of the teachers unions that they make uh, backdoor deals with them here in New York State. And that's become a big issue. And there's also a big issue between the connection of the mayor's office to the safety school, you know, the safety offices within the schools and the teachers unions, because parents have been complaining about it. Teachers have and students who are in danger. So um, I agree with you 100 percent. It all starts in the home life. And until we could address that in a in a way that is nonpartisan, that needs bipartisan support, we're never going to have it. And you did bring up about running. And there always are rumors uh, because you are on Fox a lot. You are on Newsmax. You're quoted in the major uh, mainstream papers that there's possibilities of you running in the future. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, well, I don't, I don't want to jinx myself too much, but with Blue Lives, I never expected to, to be thrown into this spectacle. Like I said, I started going on TV on major networks at 30 years old. That doesn't happen. You know, no, no one trusts you. Fox and, and Newsmax and the New York Post and all these big stations, they're not going to trust a 30-year-old to go out there and, and be respectful and, and say things the way they have to be without being controversial. And it's just blown up. And, and I've learned so much. Politics, let me tell you, when they say politics is a dirty business, nobody has a clue until your face starts going out there and people start seeing you making headway. It's a dangerous business. They lie. They'll do everything they can to hurt you. But if you have a good heart and you really believe you could change things, I know it sounds cliche and there's not many people willing to do it. You got to go with it. You know, this is this is bigger than Joan Paratrice. This is bigger than New York City. We have to get back to respecting one another and getting on the right track. I can't sit here. It kills me every day. I get hit in my stomach. I lose sleep. I can't sit here and watch the world continue to go the way it's going. I can't do it. And I know that these politicians, I don't even know how they get elected nowadays. We can talk about rigging elections. We can talk about people not voting, whatever your opinion is. But I sit there and say, how the hell is this person in office? So when the time is right, if God opens the door and he says, Joey, let's go, I'll lead you. Um, you know, I'll do what he wants me to, you know, but until then, I'll keep fighting. I'll keep trying to do positive things. And hopefully I, I help people for the better. Joey, you've been working with a lot of the grassroots candidates. I saw a lot a lot with the, the 2021 campaigns, especially uh, in New York City and the five boroughs. And it seems that a lot of your support is coming from people that are like yourselves, young, confused, angry, upset, frustrated, and want to do something. Um, tell us a little bit how our listeners can get involved in your organization. All right. Well, you know, you can go to Blue Lives Matter, you know, NYC.org. You can see everything that we're doing. We have a huge gala coming up March 12th in Staten Island honoring Anastasio Sacos and uh, Louis Alvarez, two NYPD heroes. We're going to try to get the Mora and Rivera family out there, our two NYPD cops who were just killed. Um, you know, volunteering is huge. And, and if I can, I like to keep the politics out of it and just doing things for the right reasons. And if anyone wants to go out there, I'm telling you, and you see the other side of police officers, you see that they're human, you see all the stuff they're going through. It's not easy, especially with the low pay they have, the stress. So many of them are getting cancer. So many families lost a loved one to COVID. So whatever we can do to help these families of cops, whether killed in the line of duty or diagnosed with life-threatening disease, 
we are on board. We go all over. As you've seen, we've traveled all over, um, you know, primarily in New York City, but we have gone outside. So anyone can reach out, joseph at bluelivesmatternyc.org. That's my email. Uh, and we'd love to have anybody on board. You don't have to be a, a police officer. You could be a civilian that just really loves the cops. So I have to tell you, I'm really ha- uh, impressed with your work because I am Jewish and a lot of the hate crimes in New well, York. Well, I don't know if you know. So have you ever heard of Ami magazine? Yes. So I was actually honored two weeks ago with being on the front cover of Ami. And that was just a huge honor for me uh, being on. I think it's the largest uh, publication in the Jewish community, if I'm correct. 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 Yeah. And it's one of the most respected uh, and well-known as a Jewish mainstream Probably because of the work you've done in, in regard to all the anti-Semitic acts that have taken place in Brooklyn and in, in the city. Uh, Staten Island has a large religious Jewish population. And we, you know, uh, violence and breaking the law, somehow it became an issue of Republican versus Democrat. Let me ask you, you're in the, the law enforcement area arena and you run a nonprofit organization. When people ask me about law enforcement and safety, I say to them, does a crook discriminate when they're stealing or they're raping or they're, you know, doing a hate crime? No. Is it a, you know, are all cops Democrats or all cops Republicans? Nope. Nope. Aren't there people in your organization that are minority? Absolutely, yeah. How many cops in New York City alone are from a minority background? I believe we're getting to about 60% of the NYPD is made up of minority officers nowadays. So this whole concept that it's cops versus minorities doesn't even make sense by the numbers. No, it doesn't. Not at all. And this is why if, if, if I could... I listen, I get why they make you run as a Democrat or Republican. I get it. There's money, there's funding, all this stuff. But if I could, I would keep Democrat and Republican out of it and, and just have people run for the right reasons. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. If you're going to make my life better tomorrow than it is today in my city, I want you to run. I want you to be in that office. And that's what we got to get past. We have to stop voting for the D or the R in front of somebody's name. Don't vote for them because they're a man or a woman, black or white gay or straight, if that person is going to get the job done, give them the chance to get the job done. Stop. I don't, I don't get it. You're a little older than me. I don't know when this whole political spin, you know, came in. It was never like this. Even me growing up being younger, it wasn't like this. It was work hard, get the job done, put people in there that are going to help your life and your family's life. Now it's just this war. We got to get past it. If if somehow we can we can defeat this battle of this evilness going on in politics, uh, we're going to get on the right track. But we're we're a long ways away. What do you tell people who reach out to you from outside of New York State? You know how many people re- reach out on a daily basis and say, "Joe, when are you leaving New York? You know, why do you stay there?" And I, I love this city. I, I I do. And 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 I went to Texas a couple of weeks ago and I saw how great that state is. You walked into stores and you had the American flag and just God-loving people and country-loving people. It, 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 the whole COVID thing was very minimal. It was it just like living in a different world. It doesn't make sense for a four-hour flight. Um, you know, I tell them have faith. You know, one day, if, if I could be part of that change where you hear it all the time too in New York, I'm leaving that city. It's gone. It's crappy. It's dead. I would love one day to turn around and say, I told you so, and have people say, I'm moving back to New York. I'm staying here because it's the best city. Is it going to be an uphill climb, more than an uphill climb? Hell yeah. But if if one day we can assemble a team that turns around and really gets things done, doesn't run on agendas and then doesn't do it, doesn't just flap their mouth and go to bed at night and forget about it. If we can get people that are willing to make the city better, you know, that's that's the number one goal that we got to get done. And just stay positive. That's what I tell people. Stay positive. They look at me and they say, you're a little too positive. <laughs> well, where else around the country are there Blue Lives Matter chapters? All right. So we have uh, Florida. You know, as of right now, we, we have, uh, what is it, our fitness chapter. So we, we have three three so far. Uh, to, to be honest with you, it's a lot easier not having the chapters and just having yours centrally because then you got to worry about everything going on. 
we have talked to so many people. What, but what individuals don't realize is a nonprofit is a business. If you're not going to go out there and break your butt and continually have goals and chase that dollar for, for your causes, it's going to fail. So when people see how much work it is and what has to be done, you know, they slow down. But as of right now, we have three registered, four registered uh, nonprofit organizations. The most recent one is a canine chapter. Um, they go out there and they help canines nationwide, whether they're getting vests or if they've been hurt in the line of duty. So as of right now, we have four registered nonprofits. So one last time, please share the information where our audience and we do have a national and international audience and we do have people from all over the world that read Omni. So tell us where they can reach out to you. All right. So blue lives matter, NYC, uh, org. that that's our website. You can see what's going on. Blue lives matter hyphen NYC. That's our Facebook page. Uh, you can reach out to me, uh, Joseph Imperatrice. You can send me a message. Uh, LinkedIn's probably my powerhouse. I love those people that they're just very, you know, goal oriented. And uh, for everyone out there, you know, who, who does support the police or is a little bit on the fence with what's going on over the last years, you know, if you can, just just try to put your 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 yourself in the shoes of officers. How nowadays, other than the military, and there's many dangerous jobs, but the military and cops, they leave their homes and there's a real chance that they're going to kiss their loved ones goodbye or maybe not walk through that door because of the target on their back. So just just remember that that there's a lot of stress that goes on with being a cop. They really do want to do the right thing, no matter how cliche that is. And the most important thing that we need is even when someone goes up to us in the street and just says, thank you, it reminds cops why they're doing what they're doing. You know, officers don't realize how much of an impact they have, whether it's a little child or an adult, you know, just by helping them with a problem that they have, changing a tire, finding the bad guy. So it's a two way street. You know, the police need the community and the community need the police. And we thank you so much for your support all the time. Joseph Imperatrice from Blue Lives Matter, New York a future candidate for public office, whether or not it's in New York or Texas or wherever, and really becoming a big national figure for the voice of safety, which is key. The word is safety. It's not police. It's not fire. It's safety. And that's what really counts. And that's what's going to make it the number one issue of 2022. Thank you so much for joining Cindy's Political Corner. Thank you. Can't you see? Keep it moving away from me. Keep it moving now, now near me. Keep moving, moving now, the door now. Keep it moving now, can't you see? Keep it moving away from me. Keep it moving now, now near me. Keep moving, moving now, the door now. You're really sick of you. Hypocritical attitude. Know what the hell you gonna do when I let people know the truth now? Maybe they don't realize you shake to see in lies. Fanning for justice, yeah. You choose friends by how much that they spend. Who the fuck you think you are? Keep it moving now, can't you see? Keep it moving away from me. Keep it moving now, now near me. Keep moving, moving now, the door now. Now can't you see? Keep it moving away from me. Keep it moving now, now near me. Keep moving, moving now, the door now. See, stay strong in the lake, in our own community. And how they laugh and test that we keep giving away our best. Seems like we can't sex, but then we call it progress. And that I only wanna see this trigger we go in unbelief We can't see what I see Keep it moving now, can't you see? Keep it moving away from me Keep it moving now, down near me Keep moving, moving now, the door now Keep it moving now, can't you see? Keep it moving away from me Keep it moving now, down near me Keep moving, moving now, the door now Alright, alright, you best to keep it moving. Listen to bite the flow, listen to rock and Beethoven. Beat bumping hard enough to lay hard on it. That's how I do it, fit the camp head flip. Yeah, I flame on it. Uh, uh. Keep them palms in your pocket, Holly. Yes, my favorite flavor sour apple, Lolly. And I keep them moving steady, grinding, trolley. You can catch me in my black wig with Lavari. Keep them moving now, can't you see? 
this episode of Cindy's Political Corner, headlines in the news, and there's no bigger headline in February than the collapse of arts and culture in America. We've seen the uh, basically the downfall and the disappearance of New York Fashion Week. It is a fraction of what it was, and it will probably never be the same as all the glamour and celebrity that it once was, plus the Millions of dollars New York City has lost in the industry. We see what's going on with the headlines with Spotify and Joe Rogan. We're seeing record losses in ratings for the Olympics. And nobody cares about the Academy Awards, which is the premier awards around the world in the film industry. Joining us now is a friend to all of us. And a lot of you have been asking to actually learn more about him because you've been enjoying his video cancel culture lavari thank you so much for joining us it is such an honor cindy to be here visually with you for a change well everybody's been requesting the person who is singing all about cancel culture and they want to know what made you decide to write a song at this time all about this without even realizing that it was going up the charts in a month where culture is falling apart around the world. Absolutely. Well, here's the irony of my song, Keep It Moving, a.k.a. Cancel, Cancel Culture. I actually wrote the song 10 years ago as a response to a direct message exchange that I had with Cory Booker, who was then mayor of Newark at the time. And we had a direct exchange, a disagreement of sorts about um, a situation that was going on. Um, with somebody that I knew whose daughter was murdered in a school playground in Newark. We had an exchange of words and it prompted me to write the lyrics of Keep It Moving. At the time, I thought that Mr. Booker was filled with hypocrisy. Since then, I've kind of changed my grounds on it, but the song was always rooted, you know, with politicalness in mind. So upon first listen, I think that everybody gets it though upon first listen. I don't think that people can confuse it with a relationship or anything like that because I, I talk about, I say, getting sick of you, hypocritical attitude. You know what I mean? You choose friends by how much that they spend. Who do you think you are? So I think it's pretty clear what I mean. But yeah, politics prompted me to write it 10 years ago. And then when I saw all this going on, I said, you know what? It's time to reissue this song because if there was ever a time that these lyrics mean something in regard to politics and to cancel culture. It is absolutely now. It's so scary what's going on in the world. You know, cancel culture started out as something very positive, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we had people that said, listen, we're not going to tolerate people that are bullying people. We're not going to tolerate, you know, all of these people that are anti-LGBTQ, anti-trans. The Me Too movement started off as an amazing thing as well. But somewhere along the line, and I want to say it was during President Trump's um, term, is when people started to take this cancel culture and twist it into what they saw fit for them. You know, and a great example of that is exactly what's going on now with Whoopi Goldberg. You know, um, it seems that some liberal people want to pick and choose what is Dean's cancel culture? What is Dean's a quote unquote punishment? You know, you had Sharon Osbourne from the talk a few months ago, simply make a statement saying that she didn't think that her friend Piers Morgan was racist. That's all that Sharon said on the air. And for that, she was fired and or taken off of her talk show. You have Whoopi Goldberg, who says what she said about the Holocaust. Now, regardless if she misconstrued what she said, Something like that was much more amplified than what Sharon said. 
And okay. all that happens to Whoopi is a two week hiatus. You know, so I'm going to stop you a minute there because I'm very mad at Sean Hannity for defending Whoopi Goldberg because it has come out through Fox News, in fact, that uh, there are videos of Whoopi Goldberg defending Mel Gibson with his anti-Semitic rants. I remember that. There, uh, there's been, come out statements from her mother and her about why she picked the name Goldberg and because Jews own Hollywood. And they thought it would help her in her career. And if you notice, her good friends like Billy Crystal, who she did, used to do with Robin Williams, the uh, comedy um, fundraisers for, it's totally silent. The left, the Barbara Streisand's totally silent. The Steven Spielberg's totally silent. The man who created Schindler's List and who actually invented Whoopi Goldberg in The Color Purple is silent. So, you know, there's a lot to be said for the uh, double standard. And when you talk about hypocrisies, I'm going to disagree with you about Cory Booker, because it seems to be in New York, we have our own hypocrite, Eric Adams. Huh. Look at the headlines <laughs> we had with him with Cracker. And, and so he, he, even his veganism is turning out to be a joke. Here's so. Yes. Here's the funny part, Cindy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that was my next, that was what I was going to discuss next about today's headlines in the New York Post. Crime is up in New York 60% right now. And my friend Heather was just telling me about the, the veganism, the entry into that. And I mean, listen, I, I posted it on my Instagram today with, with, I put the caption, New York City should have voted for Curtis Leba. I mean, this is what you get. You get a person that now crime is up 60%. They're, they're acting like Joe Cool going on a talk show touting marijuana, you know, trying for that cool factor. And these are not the issues that need to be dealt with. The issues that need to be dealt with are crime. And I understand that he just got into office, but there's no implementation so far. No, there's not. But there's been a lot of partying and a lot of uh, media interactions, which leads me to ask you, you are a character actor. In addition to a songwriter and a billboard recording star, you are a character actor. You've appeared in various movies and television shows. Your songs were featured with the New Jersey Housewives. Um, tell us what your feelings are about what is going on in Hollywood and New York and around the country in regard to hiring Republicans, because I'm hearing more and more this is a major issue. And a lot of Republican actors are calling me and asking me for help. It's McCarthyism. I mean, I, I don't I can't fathom how people, regardless of what you are, regardless if you're a Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. I mean, this is clear McCarthyism going on. I mean, we had Michael Musto from The Village Voice do an article about me two weeks ago saying, oh, Singer Lavari, some singer named Lavari feels bullied for supporting Donald Trump. First of all, my words were taken completely out of context. He did a, he took an a interview that I did in 2017 and misconstrued all my words. He said some singer named Lavari. We I have eight different photos with Michael, and I he co-hosted one of my events. So he was acting like he didn't know me. I mean, if that's not McCarthyism, I don't know what is. And then taking people's words, misconstruing them. I mean, it's all around. And we, and we see it, like we just said about Sharon Osbourne, how, you know, they turned her thing around and fired her. And Whoopi Goldberg, you know, they're just given a two-week thing. And then there's some people that are even angry that she even got, you know, a two-week two thing. It's pure McCarthyism. And, and I just want to say something, you know, in case we have some viewers that don't know what McCarthyism is. Basically, in the 1950s, um, there was a supposed list. Well, no, it wasn't supposed. It, it did. Cindy, you feel free to jump in if I'm, if I'm misconstruing. You're doing it. a great job. Okay, so there was a list in the 1950s. Um, of people that supposedly supported Russia and or communist countries. And they were basically blacklisted in Hollywood. And I, it turns out that like 95% of that list was just, if they didn't like somebody, they, they said, oh, they, you know, they're communists or whatever. I mean, if that isn't specific to what's going on now, you know, to people that either support Trump or agreed with some of his policies or whatever. I mean, come on, you have people going, oh, 
you're prejudiced, you're racist. You know what I mean? If, if you agreed with something that Donald Trump said or, or did or et cetera. And then you have things like, you know, the, the videos of when ICE, you know, with the cages and detainees, and those videos were actually from the Obama era. And they That's took right. those videos and they put it during the Trump campaign and they blatantly said, this is what's going on. I mean, what happened to, play, not plagiarism, but what happened to illegal reporting? What happened to, that's completely tabloid-esque. That's illegal. And, and, and there were no repercussions for that. There were no repercussions for these journalists taking video from the Obama administration and putting them, airing them, saying this is what Donald Trump is doing. Well, it's very funny. When he had the number one show on NBC and was making millions for NBC, they all loved him. Well, also, I can tell you this. I grew up, a lot of people think I'm a Jersey boy. Yeah, yeah, I I love Jersey. But I'm originally from Jamaica, Queens, okay? Donald Trump is from Jamaica, Queens. Donald Trump appeared in so many hip-hop videos. So just the fact that, and, and, and did a lot for the community in Jamaica, Queens. I am from there, so I can say that. You know, for them to use that term, oh, he's racist and blah, blah, blah. I mean, these are things that people are just throwing out into the air. You know what I mean? And it, it's just unacceptable. And it's unacceptable and, and actually insult to pull the race card when there's no racism. Because then when there really is racism abounding, and unfortunately there is a lot of racism in the world, you know, it's almost like the boy who cried wolf because then we don't exactly. know what to believe because it's being called out so much. That's right. And it's like using the Holocaust with so many uh, examples, tying cancel culture with the Holocaust. I mean, people who don't know what the Holocaust is, they're misrepresenting the history of it. They don't realize there were still Holocaust survivors alive who refused to talk about what went on, including my own mother-in-law. You cannot sit with her and get a full discussion. She will never discuss it, which is sad because she is... A, a one of a you know a dying breed actually I hate to say it but the reality is she's in her 90s how much longer are we gonna have holocaust survivors to tell the story you ask any people uh anybody who is a child of a holocaust survivor what it was like growing up with a holocaust survivor especially if they lost their first families in the camps when they had wives and children or husbands and children that died and they were somehow the only person who came out of it and right now, everybody's comparing everything to the Holocaust. It, it's, it's like beyond. It's, you know, it's like going to the store for some people and buying eggs. Do people even realize what happened? That people were murdered, like millions of people were murdered. Like it's, it's almost unreal that, that it happened. You know what I mean? And, and yes, it is an absolute insult and it's a nightmare. To me, that is, that is the most terrible thing in humanity that has happened in the history of the world. There's been a lot of things, but that to me, was the most horrible thing that's ever happened in our in our history. And and for people to disrespect it or or try to be aloof about it is, is horrible. And also very telling because then what 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 is children being educated about if they truly don't know what happened? You know what I mean? Correct. So this is airing right after the Super Bowl. And I have to tell you, I am not watching the Super Bowl because of the uh sh- the uh, halftime show when I used to love the halftime show. I mean, I remember the the uh, Paul McCartney and Madonna and the Who. I thought was amazing mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. the halftime show. And of course, we remember the Janet Jackson incident. But mm-hmm. who wants to listen to Snoop Dogg? I don't. Well, here's the thing. I I love Mary J. Blige. I love some of Snoop Dogg's songs and some of Dr. Dre's songs. But here's the thing: accountability. Okay, accountability, and I have so much respect for them as artists. But you got you need accountability on Dr. Dre's part. I mean, he he's admitted to being physically abusive towards towards some exes, etc. Again, here we go with the pick and choose. This is exactly what I mean about the pick and choose. I don't recall any apology on the part of him in regards to that. I don't really recall anybody in the media bringing it up. So I I am torn. I, I'm definitely torn because although I do love the music and especially Mary J. Blige, I mean, you know, but like, what about accountability for, you know, Dr. Dre's past actions? And I apologize if, if there was accountability said, but I don't think there was. 
you know, and, and then if so, that's another example about, about picking and choosing who, that's gets right. who doesn't, who gets canceled, who doesn't. And then of course there's innocence uh, until proven guilty. And we still haven't had a trial for Chris Knopf. I mean, they just ended the series and just like that. And truthfully, a lot of people I keep seeing on social media saying innocent until proven guilty. How did they not know? I mean, they've been working together since 1998. How did they not know anything? How did anybody on Law and Order not know anything? How did anybody in any of the movies he's done not know anything? I mean, these people supposedly were co-workers. I mean, it just... Beyond, and you know what? It never even came up in Cynthia Nixon's New York campaigns. You would think some one of her opponents would have brought it up to get her disqualified or take away votes. Nothing. But they have destroyed this man before any jury has had a chance to listen to testimony, look at evidence, and have a judge and jury decide a verdict. Well, that's true for for. I think a lot of just a lot of people, a lot of people um, today that are, that are tried, whether they're guilty or not, you know what I mean? That, that there's already a decision made by the general public. And then if that decision is not what the general public agreed upon, then frenzies happen, you know? Um, but yet want to jump on this real fast. They want to talk about um, defund the police, right? And in my music video, by the way, keep it moving. You know, I have, it's, if you've seen the video, oh, I know you've seen the video, but I'm saying in general, when people watch the video, they'll see my face and then they'll see different opposing viewpoints behind me on each screen. And one of them is, is defund the police. And here, here's the issue I have with defund the police. And, and I'm going to say this first because I want people to know it is not a race issue per se. Do I think that some officers are racist? Absolutely. But I want to say this. I had a gun put to my head in 1999. I'm sorry, in 1998, I had a gun put to my head by a police officer. I didn't have a weapon on me, but my friend and I were driving in a car. They came with their guns drawn to us. They told us to get out of the car. He started frisking me, asking me, where is the weapon? I said, I don't have a weapon on me, officer. He put a gun to my temple and he said, if you're lying, if you make the wrong move, your brains are going to be all over the wall. This is a true story, Okay. And in 1999, my friend Amadou Diallo shot 41 times Amadou Diallo. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because those horrible incidents happen, right? But at the same time, when I've been in trouble with something and I needed the police, they were there. There's good cops. There's bad cops. It's you like that in anything about... else. It's it's right. like anything else. It's good teachers, there's bad teachers. Right. There's but good you want, stuff. Right. You, you want to talk about defunding the police. So what are we what are we gonna do? Crime has gone up sixty percent in New York City, right? So what happens if you defund the police? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's happening right now? Even more so. You ever see the movie The Purge? It reminds me of the purge. Like, is that is that what like the some people are just idiots like think for a second here you're talking about to fund the police to fund yeah okay so what if somebody goes up to your mom and 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 starts and starts beating the crap out of her you can't call the police you said to fund the police so you understand like people just don't think no they don't we we're running out of time so a lot of our audience since they requested to learn more about you they want to see you in person and you're doing a lot of live events tell us where and when we can see you in upcoming events Sure. Well, um, I'm going to be supporting um, my friend Hazel Roche at Celebrity Boxing March 26th in Atlantic City. Um, it's also going to be on pay-per-view. I'll be coming out, walking out in the ring with him, and he's going to be fighting R&B legend Albie Shore. Um, my current you know, music video, Keep It Moving, is out now. Uh, and on, it's on I, I Cindy's see. Political Corner all the time, especially on the YouTube, but you can hear it on the show because... I am somebody, I love theater, I love the movies, I don't want to cancel culture, but it's my choice to be entertained how I want to be entertained. And I I love Barbara Streisand's music, I hate her politics. I love Steven Spielberg's movie, I hate his politics. And one more thing about Spotify, man, I love that I'm on Spotify, and that's a whole other ballgame about the Spotify cancel culture again we pick and choose what we want <laughs> but in regards to me yeah you can see me i'm excited because i will be in five horror movies um 
coming out coming out this year um terror tunes part four appetite for sin thrust um zombie games compatible and the barn part two that's six sorry six so i'm super excited well, you're gonna be that. back of course because you're part of the cindy's corners family lavari thank you so much for joining us on this very special episode and thank you so much keep it moving Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And just like that, the hour flew by. I promised you great guest, great conversation, and lots of information to think about. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please let me know what you think. You can reach out to me through my website, Cindy's Corners, and email me through there. Or you can reach me and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Never miss an episode. Download it on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Jewish Podcast, and you can also listen to us through the TalkLine Radio Networks. Thank you for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner. We're All our angles and points meet and where you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy the Celebrity Corner. Thank you and have a good night.